Hello, and welcome to Session Zero of Spellcast Adventures. This Session Zero includes Diggin and Penelope's characters. Each member of the party had their own Session Zero before our Session One, which will be on September 13th, live at 5.30pm Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to join the show at SpellcastAdventures.com. Thanks! So where we last left our intrepid heroes before internet issues, <laughs> we had um, we had Penelope, um, and I did check this with um, Sarah as well. Do you want me calling you Penelope until further into the season, as everybody becomes more comfortable and nicknames start happening? Um, I think until I introduce myself as Pippi. Okay. So and will, then I will be do, Pippi from Frith. It's Penelope is like the very formal name. So it's very mm -hmm. like um, my mom calls me Penelope, but just no a, one just else. Just an FII, uh, I will call you Penelope. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, it's the same thing. Same thing with Maximile. She's I had to catch myself a couple times. So I want to make sure that I'm using it properly until we introduce the. Uh... Okay. Excellent. Yeah, until right. you tell Diggin otherwise, Diggin calls you by your formal name. Perfect. So rolling back up. And, and even then, I think Diggin's going to call you Penelope forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Diggin spent some time working at the docks waiting for Penelope to show up because you guys had a, uh, a boat that you're going to get on, the uh, Galencia. You were going to board that boat and head up to uh, Midatona which, if you're looking at the map, just a quick route chart, it would look kind of like this, coming up the coast here, and then docking in Midatona. Draw lines, line drawings. So that's, uh, that's your kind of proposed route there, as you were going to head up. And uh, when Diggin heard the news that you guys would be going that direction and you needed to depart in a couple of days, he headed on down to the docks and uh, got himself working a little bit. And then Penelope went and did a little bit of shopping. Um, we're now on the 54th of Sahagi, and you picked up a parasol. Um, we talked about the beautiful lanterns that were in the shop that you visited. Um, that was one of these note names I've got here. The glowing the fairy. Glowing, as I say, on... the blinking fairy. Close enough. It was the glowing fairy out on Maya Way. And uh, had their three levels of floating enchanted colored lamps. And uh, yeah, you picked up everything you needed there. You decided not to head to the stormy day, the haberdashery. And you have one day left to um, any last minute preparations you need done. Um, but if it's going to basically just be packing and getting all of your things together, we don't necessarily need to role play all that. We can just jump right into meeting up with uh, Diggin down at the dock. Yep. Perfect. Oh. Okay, so it is the morning of the 55th of Sahaye, and Penelope heads on down to the docks district, uh, a good 40 to 45 minute walk across the city. Um, you are at the northernmost part of the city, and the docks are at the south, or south, south and southeasternmost part of the city. 
Um, you have the slip number, slip number 12, I believe I said. Is that correct, Josh? 14. 14. Damn, I knew I was close. So, slip 14, and you head down to the pier. Um, today, it happens to be... Let's see how your departure is going to be. Amy. My calendar website is being really poopy and slow. It looks like I'm not actually on the campaign list, so I need to give you my character. Sweat? For uh, World Anvil. Oh, yeah, I need you to do the link. Let me show that it works. Okay. Um, yeah, you have to join via the link for that. We'll take care of that after the game today. That's okay. I'll send you the link for it. Um, but yeah, you set off in the morning. It is very warm today. Um, incredibly hot down here, kind of near the coast. But it's uh, it's about 104 degrees, so really, really toasty as you're setting off. But there is a nice wind and a good cool breeze kind of coming off. Um, it is pretty hot, though, so you won't be spending a lot of time out on deck. Uh, you feel very blessed to have your parasol with you at this point as you the sun comes out, as the veil lifts. Um, the sun does pick up pretty quick, so on hot days in Seorion, it is hot quick. There's no, like, super, super cool morning period of a couple hours as the sun rises. It's about an hour afterwards, and the sun's definitely beating down on you pretty early. Oh, no. But you get your parasol out and kind of make your way down to the docks, and you see Diggin. Standing out in front of the boat slip, and uh, a couple of people were talking near and to him. Digging, I'm not sure if you're engaging as you know that the boat's going to depart today. I think you said, uh, yeah, if it's you wanted if to it's go here check in it the out. morning, I am up as it arrives. Yeah, the ship would have arrived late last night and uh, mostly transporting people. Okay. Um, the crew would have gotten off as well. Yeah, I would be would seen... waiting until the crew comes back to board on to prepare for this day's journey. So they probably got on a couple hours ago, starting up in like early, early morning. And uh, the captain and the first mate would have been the first two that were there and just kind of waiting for people. You, you would spot these two individuals um, kind of just prepping for the day, kind of going over notes, discussing stuff with each other, but you're not 100% sure if they're the... Um, actually, you don't have, like, a, the keen mind, do you? That's not no. an inherent truth uh, for you. What I would have done um, would be the first couple people that <laughs> I'm on the dock, essentially. Mm -hmm waiting for them if they're going onto the boat i would have interjected the first people to go back onto the boat for the day so nobody's on the boat quite yet yeah i would wait for that um, person i wouldn't go onto the boat before anyone but the moment a single person goes by me to go onto the boat i would mm -hmm. jump on with that person and interject so myself into that so the pier runs out these slips have stone piers that run out and the boat's there these two individuals go up to where the gangplank is to get up, where it's kind of roped off from the night before, undo the ropes, but they both kind of then 
lean back um, near the gang plate. Their plank light up a couple pipes and are having a conversation at the bottom of the gangplank. They have not gotten on to the ship yet. So if you're waiting for them to go on, they don't go on. Yeah, the slip 14, would it be the entrance dock to get on to 14, 15, 16, 17, like that dock, or would it go slip 14 is that gangplank to that ship? So... It's a T system, so you got the big long stretch where you're standing now, and then um, all the slips kind of come. Let's see if I can show you. Yeah, yeah. Going out to the water like this, and then there's a ship on this side and a ship on this side. This is slip 13. This is ship slip 14. They both share one pier in okay. the middle, but it's got a little numbered placard at the front that says 14. I would here. be right next to where I believe entrance to slip 14 would be probably the gangplank going there okay. and i would have been just like standing there intimidatingly not moving just waiting the a female half elf and a human male kind of walk up as you're standing there they look at you as they cross in front of the gangplank um the human male's got long graying hair um on one side and then it's kind of shaved close on the right hand side uh, really smooth brown skin. Um, pretty short guy, about five foot ten. Very muscular and seasoned. Um, and the half elf that's with him is much shorter, four foot nine. Um, very uh, long, wavy brown hair that's pulled back into a tight ponytail. And she's got a cap with her as well as the uh, the male. Um, do you have any history sailing? No, you just have the one ship you kind of came on. Yeah, that's the the immediate uh, immediate information in history that I have with sailing. Hmm. So you you see the two of them kind of get up close and they eye you a little bit. The if they're not team. getting on, I I won't. Inter I'll just stand straight until I notice them actually go up and onto the ship. They don't get on, but they do comment on you as you're like right there. Um, the human male kind of turns to the half-elf female. And they speak hushed, but you can definitely hear the wizard right in front of you. And he goes, oh, I heard they don't sleep. They're just kind of there. And she responds, well, I don't really think it's worth discussing right now. This is probably one of our passengers, and he'll awake soon. Yeah. All right, well, let's wait for the crew. Get him checked in. And get them to work cleaning the place up. And she goes, Yep, very good, Captain. And the two of them kind of step to the side. I'll like they the moment I the hear rope. Captain just <laughs> look towards them. Give me a moment. I think I did. Yep. Sorry. No, you have not played this before. Go on. <laughs> I scheduled my Thursday session because um, we have our, our live game, you know. So I scheduled my Thursday live game. And uh, of course, he didn't shut the door. So I will holler at you as I said. <laughs> no, um, nobody signed up to freaking. 
coach for a soccer team. Aw. So I was like, you know what? I'll be fat dad who doesn't know the first thing about fucking coaching soccer, but a bunch of five-year-olds, it's not going to matter. They'll give me what the... <laughs> They'll give me the basics they need, and I'm like, I got to go out there for like an hour and a half and teach kids to kick a ball. Like, at least know how to kick a soccer ball, but a little irritated. But it's okay. I scheduled my Thursday session right after that. So, like, I'll be coming home from soccer, dropping her ass off at home, being like, hey, see, I got to go play D&D. Bye. <laughs> Fun times. Oh. Okay. So, as soon as you hear Captain. Yeah. I'll like head turn typical robot like turn and then my body turns towards him and then i'll, I'll walk intently towards him captain oh 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 he is awake yes digging is awake oh, digging yes, digging well, is here um, to do an inspection on the boat right may i board on. or um, sorry may dig and board <laughs> shut <laughs> i'm uh not sure if you've had much interaction with people before but it's typical and customary to at least introduce yourself so i am captain boulder down and this is my awkwardly reaches uh, the hand captain like, oh yeah he grabs a hold of it and uh kind of like manually shakes you up and down a little bit yeah he has uh, a hard time can i do a strength check <laughs> yeah sure it's a it's a definite me motion um, yeah, you uh, you overpower him, so he kind of thinks that he's going to get into a nice shake, and then he's just kind of like... Ooh, it's just ooh. a single one, two, very cordial. And uh, this is my first mate. Um, you can call her Alwell. Dig in. Her first mate, Alwell. She, Reach out the she hand. She kind of like puts the, the gentle hand in. Doesn't really kind of do a handshake. She's a little afraid because she saw what you did to the captain. I'll be more gentle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's still a, a a my motion. Yeah. She kind of just goes along for the ride. She's prepared to deal with it. Um, yeah. She holds on. She's like, charmed. Yes. Um, well, Captain, if you'd like me to escort him for uh, an inspection, I'm sure. I, I mean, mm. Trying to remember back. This is the hard thing about jumping D and D sessions. I'm yep. pretty sure that she said she organized transport for you guys. Just checking my notes. Uh, I don't have a digging journal yet, so my she notes were did. of my mind. Yep. Um, yes, Malara did organize transport. So, because uh, well, um, you know, Malara did leave information that they'd be interested in inspecting, or at least this gentleman would be. So. He goes up, oh, very good. I'll wait for the crew. Head on board, show them around. Thank you, Captain. I look forward to inspecting your vessel. Very good. Strange man. <laughs> Just turning. Go up. And she she chases up behind you and um as I'm kind of uh let me know about how you're looking around. Is it very much a you-led inspection, or is she oh, kind yeah. of giving you to no, her? she. I'm just going, and it's inspecting everything to, like, rail safety and, like, full-on, this has to be good, this has to be good, and I'll create an entire report uh, of things that I think are not secure and secure. Okay. Um, there is a handrail heading back up to like one of the guest quarters. 
So you you're staying on a, a rather large three masted ship. Um, it's a not quite man of war sized, um, but it's a very very large ship. Uh, I think brigantine is like not brigantine. That's armor. Um, three mass, big ship. Um, and on the on the the poop deck, like the aft quarter of the ship, um, there is a set of rails that follows up to the middle poop deck that has guest quarters. And that's kind of whether you head there first or not, that's the first place it's going to give you issue. Um, yeah, and so this will be three holds underneath. This will be like very quick general inspection, but it'll be meticulous enough that I'm like going from place to place like checking the rail and if it's not secure just making a note and then going to the next thing and then eventually it's like whole uh integrity i want to see if there's anything loose that could fall or break or move during our, our voyage and then also like the security of the vessel how well the doors yeah. lock and all of that not make a, everything um, make a dexterity check for me It is a 19. Okay, so you, you grab a hold of the, and on, on your way up to the completing the deck inspection first and then the quarters inspection. Uh, the first thing you run into that's out of place is one of the handrails is a little bit loose. And luckily, with your dexterity, you, you go to pull on it, and one of the bolts had gotten corroded and sea salt and rusty, and you about pull the rail right off the wall. But you manage to like catch yourself as you feel that little bit of looseness and uh, you don't rip it off the wall, but this needs to be fixed. Oh yes, uh, very good. We'll get it. We'll get a man on it as soon as this morning. And she's the entire time you're going through. Um, it's a bit cat and mouse. She's chasing you, kind of being like explaining things. You go, yes. Um, well, that's the that's the captain's quarters. Yeah, that's my quarters right there. Don't no. You don't need to go there in there. Be that's, that's all off private. Of the floor. We are on a moving vessel. And then she uh, continues on. She's trying to chase you and talk to you about each place as you go into it, but it's she's making the effort, even though you're clearly making your own way about the ship. <laughs> good. Um, however, you find most of the ship is in actually very good condition. There are defensive cannons below deck on the second deck, um, or the second level, and then the very bottom hold has some supplies, but everything is is well secured, tip-top shape, the ropes are all good. Um, it's a very clean vessel. Uh, it makes a lot of transportation. You do note that there's quite a few cabins. The The poop deck is a little bit larger than most, where most would be that back kind of third or like 25, 30% of the ship. Um, this one's about 45. So it comes almost all the way up to the central mass of the ship. And big booty. There's a, it's got big booty and it's got great passenger storage. So there's plenty of space for people to ride along. Um, as well as you get down to the third hold and see that not only is there cargo down there already, presumably mark, you know, there's markings on them for food, um, you know, like rice cakes. And uh, there's some storage for fruit that's down there as well that might have been loaded up last night. But there's a lot more room for things to be put here. Um, and all the all the cannons passed inspection. They're all clean. They're all very well oiled and maintained. And they're all tied down very well, too. Not only do they have. The ropes for moving, but while they're in port, one of the nice things that you note is that they've uh, got chains making sure that they are held stationary and the ropes don't fray while they're not in a combat state. 
Uh, but yeah, the, the loose handrail is actually the only thing you find on your entire inspection that's wrong. Okay. Awesome. Sorry. I will uh, conclude however long that took hours, I'm assuming. I will conclude that and, and head Make up an to the... investigation check. Yeah, yeah I'm interested to see how long this goes. Ten. <laughs> this takes two and a half hours. Perfect. <laughs> this is a big ship, and with a ten... It takes a long time. You keep coming back to things, double checking, making sure you got everything. Um, by this time, the crew has very much started to go through and like get in, on board. Things are beginning to get loaded and you get a chance to kind of see the crew at work. And they're doing their best to be polite and move around you. You are a bit of an eyesore, yeah. first of all. I, um, I go through people. <laughs> like I will yeah. make no effort um, to like move out of their way. I'm not sure Diggins' uh, perception of like other people's attitudes towards him, but you're definitely you're not a hindrance. You're more of a curiosity. Sure. Doesn't, um, doesn't phase Diggin whatsoever. Yeah, you see people putting in work, ship uh, the like the the bosons and everybody starting to get loaded up, um, bringing supplies on board, and they are very efficient. the The hold hatches are opened, and there's a a rope based crane that's bringing stuff down, and the men down below unloading are. Stacking and lashing effectively and quickly, and uh, you uh, make a make a quick perception check. Yeah. So during that, I, I just want to make mental note nineteen. Uh, mental note of like the people working well and the people not working well. If there are no no people working well, um, the, the other thing people, is is that I, mean, I just want to make sure I'm I'm visually taking a representation of who's on board. And like sure. just taking it in, and maybe the ones that I do run by, Diggin will just say hello, and then just walk by. Most of them kind of give you a, a hoy, a, what? As you kind of move past them quickly, um, the the two that you note that are not working too well, um, you kind of write down as expected as a uh, uh, Arthur Boulder down or Captain Arthur Boulder down as he's addressing them down below. You hear him first talking to some people and he's saying things like oh i'm captain arthur boulder down and i run a tight ship and i expect you lads to shape up or you're not going to be a part of this crew and you got to earn your keep if you want to sail under my banner and you eventually get the vision of who he was talking to as he's yelling at two very young boys um one's 14 ish um, the other one's probably maybe a year or two older and they're both in burlap clothing uh very inexpensive um, but each of them has a set of new shoes that they're putting on, and Arthur's taking their old ones and just, like, throwing them off the side of the boat. And he goes, good shoes are what's important to you. You won't make it here if you don't have good shoes. Gotta have firm grip on the deck. And he's getting the boys stood up as you kind of make your way past it. They're, they're trying their best, but the sailors are, you know, smacking them in the back of the head. That's not how you tie that knot. Give it here, lad. And they're just shoving them out of the way. And um, after about 30 minutes through your inspection, you catch them trying to get some loading work done, and then by the end, as you're coming around for the tail end of your inspection, both of them have given been given like swabbing rags and are like cleaning and polishing portions of the ships and are no longer allowed to stack and lift things. Um, but whether or not that was a reflection of their poor tendencies, you have no context for how a sailor's life works. And this just seems like makes sense to you. These guys yep. are putting they're being put to work. Yeah, um, so once that inspection's done, I'm going to the top deck where uh, people are getting on and waiting for Penelope, but also, like, watching people get on and just, like, eyeballing what they have 
and taking a a not a mental note, but like making sure no one comes on that's sus that yeah. that Diggin doesn't take a note of. And like in those moments of if I do find sus, then it'll be iron focus on that person and just watch them go where they go and absolutely taking a note of them. Sure. Um, you don't get an opportunity to look for too many people as your inspection took so long that by the time you get stationed back up on top, you spot Penelope carrying a parasol and coming down the steps down to uh, the pier level that gets her access to the ship. Uh, so it was a very thorough inspection from when the crew arrived to when Penelope did. And uh, Penelope, you arrive bright and early. Um, it's uh, about 8.30 in the morning. Let me make sure I got my time set there because I'm tracking that. And you see Diggin kind of standing next to the gangplank on this ship, surveying people. And uh, he clocks you from a, a distance as you're making your way up. Is it um, how about when is the ship leaving? Uh, you know, the ship's leaving this morning, um, about probably about 10 in the morning at the latest. And uh, I mean, you got up on time and are present with enough time to, to spare and to get yourself situated. Okay. Um, as soon as I see Dan, I start trotting towards the ship. Like, hello, friend. I'm coming. Don't leave without me. And I have the shopping bags. Like, I have the parasol in one hand and then the shopping bags in the other hand. And, like, running down the docks and the bags are flailing. And I'm excitedly getting onto the ship. I will reach out my hand and just wave back and forth. Hello, Penelope. Hello, friend. How have you been doing? I see back to usual sentrying. The boat is safe and ready to board. I wouldn't be, expect Be otherwise. weary of the rail. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't expect otherwise from uh, Malara. You point out the rail and you can see one of the boys is like cleaned and someone's showed up with a wrench and a bolt and is yelling at him about how to properly install and sink a bolt into the side of the ship. And he gets his head smacked a little bit, and he cranks it back out, and the other guy, the older salt, grabs it and goes, No, like this, lad. Now get your elbows and put your ass into it. Come on! And he's, like, cranking this wrench down. And Seems like Diggin does, believe... does not believe that person will be employed much longer. Oh. Seems like you don't have uh, to worry about the rail anymore. Penelope, make an insight check. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, you got good insight. Um, I mean, yeah, just, just glancing at the boy and the old salt kind of smack at him. You, you get a quick glance around at the rest of the crew, and uh, you see a few of them kind of chuckling and, like, ribbing each other about it. Um, seems less a, less a means to get fired and more a rite of passage is to get harassed a little bit. And uh, these boys, the, the boy seems very fresh. Like, it's his first journey. What's it called? Um, shoot. Hazing? Hazing. Hazing, yeah. yes. Yeah. Seems very hazy, but it's also, you know, um, you don't have much experience with sailing either, but, I mean, you have had experience with working folk, the family you came from. Um you know, when everybody's working in unison, everything gets done much more effectively and faster. 
Uh, so it's kind of a probably a big thing here is the same kind of manual labor you're used to back home is you all go out and you get the work done because more hands makes less work as long as everybody's working together and doing things properly. Seems almost like the same kind of ribbing that you saw some of the siblings giving each other back on farms back home, which made you kind of decide that, that wasn't the life for you. No. Oh. Who do I need to talk to to get myself a room? Diggin' will take your bags. Well, thank you, kind sir. Here you go. You didn't already inspect the room, and as you were running around, you know, the, the first mate was out of breath behind you um, as you had gone up and down one side, come back around the other side, gone down to the third hole, made your way back up to the surface. She's chasing you. She's like, I haven't run like this since I was, I was just a swabber. Oh my gosh. That's, that's your room right there. And she had pointed it out earlier to you as you were kind of getting in. She goes, and, and your other one, your friend, whoever, wherever she is, is right next door. And she tossed you two keys during that time to give you access to both those rooms. Dig in, we'll take Penelope to her room. Thank you. You this know way. that I can take care of myself. <laughs> Turn and go up. But I will follow. Um, the cabins are quite nice, um, if a little cramped. Uh, the rooms are only about six feet wide by ten feet long. There's like a, a small bed crammed up against one wall. Um, there are nice windows looking out to the to harbor and a little writing desk underneath the window. So there is a spot for you to uh, sit and work, but also to rest. And there's a little side table next to your bed with a small chair. But everything seems very, like, compacted and well organized together. So, like, the dining chair tucks up next to the desk and there's a desk chair. But you're expected to use both if you have company over at your little table. And uh, it, it's pretty tight. There's a small wardrobe place for you to put your things. And... Uh, built right into the wall, more like a closet, less of a wardrobe. Uh, and yeah, cramped quarters, but for someone your size, Penelope, it, it seems very cozy, and uh, you'll do just fine here. Perfect. It's bigger than my San Francisco room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have uh, the rights to roam the ship. Um, the first mate did inform you um, digging that, you know, nothing's really off limits. The hold can be the most dangerous place on the ship when they're at high seas, uh, but they expect a fairly smooth journey. So you're free to roam about the ship. Um, it is asked, though, that if you are going below decks, especially for any personal effects that you may store down there, uh, or if you're especially going to go into the hold where they are transporting items through, they do request that you you know, check in with somebody and they escort you down. They take the safety of their belongings that they're transporting very seriously. Um, but the first hold below the decks is the, um, is like the, there's a galley down there. There's also kind of a washroom set up where they boil hot water and let people take baths down there. There's not really a private bathhouse, um, but that is the guest's private bath down there. It's more of like a public bath, sits about six people. There's a restroom in there as well. And then the deck below that is where most of the crew stays. So it's a little stinkier and sweatier down there, a little more cramped quarters. Um, but there is a, a common area down there that they've set up that's more of a galley, like dining area. So you can get your food upstairs and then head down to kind of the dining area. And some of the crew will eat down there, um, more family type dining area. So it's, it's a little open, 
and has room for everybody. And then the the main deck is open to anybody who wants to kind of go around and see things. Um, and then they just ask that you don't go mess with the gunpowder because they need that for defense. <laughs> but How no long is this journey supposed to take? Sorry. Are you good? Um, go ahead and ask your question of her, and I'm counting no. tiles. Penelope, please don't go below deck without digging. Oh, I think I'll be okay. I mean... Please go below deck without digging. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Thank you, Penelope. Okay. Digging. It is unsafe during travel. I will go only if you escort me. Perfect. If you need me, I will be in my room. Um, you're not gonna, like, watch in my room, apparently? Oh, do you want Diggin in your room? No, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Diggin will be in his room, in, sorry, Diggin's room. <laughs> Does that work? It's like, that... past tense, third person, he, it's Diggin's room. Diggin will be in Diggin's room, that works. Yeah. But would... Diggin refer to Diggin as he in a. Yeah, no, it would be no. Diggin's room. Yeah, Diggin will be in their room. It would be like a they them program pronoun. No, it's all it's all Diggin. Yes, Diggin will be in Diggin's room. Perfect. I will. Good if night. I need you. Shut the okay. door. <laughs> <laughs> it's day. <laughs> just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love digging. You're going to have so much fun with this. It's so good. <laughs> All things are lost when you're trying to like get very technical or beyond literal. It's just right. done. <laughs> Goodbye. Is he trying to math? Up. No, no, the math is done. I just realized that I was I was double checking my notes because I wanted you guys to have something same, and I transposed the wrong name into your guys' history. Rip, which is fine. I need to grab something so, to drink real quick, and I'll okay. be right back. So your, your travel time is about six days, is what oh, it was. Wow. So it is it is a 630-mile journey. Uh, but these ships do sail all day and all night. They travel about 120 miles a day. Which is not too bad. What?
Wait, he said no to the pass holder preview, right? Oh my lord. What dedication. Man, what commitment to the fucking group. Oh my God. Oh, his it was on Twitter. Okay, hold on, I'm checking this out. Uh, it feels so bad. <laughs> but I respect the hustle, the second commitment. Oh my gosh. All right, sorry, I'm back. My food got here too. Food jealous. Yes. All right. So, if there's nothing else, um, you guys want to prepare to do before you leave? Do you have anything, uh, Christine or Penelope, that you wanted to do before you took off? Uh, no. Diggin will remain in room until uh, Penelope asks to go downstairs, and if I hear Penelope's door open, Diggin will. Open the door and check, but if it's not Penelope, he'll close the door again. Okay. Just kind of sentry wait. It's his his motto. Hurry up and All wait. Right. Penelope, go ahead and make a D twelve for me. I'm gonna have you make the uh the departure roll for this journey, even though the NPCs are managing almost all of it. I'll have you roll it for me. Okay. So you get ready, you hear them start to weigh anchor, and you see them cast off all the lines. Um, where are you at while they're preparing for departure? In my room. Okay. So from your side, you can't really see um, them working on the, the lines 
from the pier to the ship, but you can see as the boat starts to move out of port. And you look down at the the key that you've got kind of wrapped up. You may have brought out to peek at now that you're in the safety of your room. Well, not necessarily the key, but the, the strange wheel-shaped object that she assumed might be part of some sort of key or device. Then you, you look out to the horizon as you kind of turn out of the port and make your way into the Kamsiad Strait, which heads out um, to the oceans on either side. And you get a really strong sense of a clear purpose for the path in front of you. Your heart's light, you have hope in your heart, and you're resolute no. to find the answers that you were sent out for. Um, for the journey, you get advantage on all of your rolls, both you and Diggin. Uh, you gain advantage until you fail a roll. And then, um, awesome. once I start realize while we're moving, can I run out of my room and run on the deck and then like lean over one of the, the banisters and see, like, watch the water? And yeah, uh, do you do that while you're in the city still? Yeah, as soon as I figure out we started moving, as soon as you figure out you start moving, you, you feel the ship turn as well, and you come out and you get onto the port side of the ship, the left-hand side when you're facing the front. And that side is kind of facing back towards the Sot as they're kind of turning to head north along the coast. And you see some kids out fishing but waiting for ships to come by. And you spot them in the distance a ways, kind of get up and start waving in the direction of the ship. What do you do? I see them, and I start waving back, and I'm like, goodbye. They, they get very excited and reciprocate. They're bye, bye, friends. See you soon. And, and they're I'm all excited. Just, they laugh and have a good time, and you feel the the cooling spray. It's a very hot day still, but you can see the appeal of the ocean life as the cooling spray of the ocean water kind of mists up the side of the boat, uh, and you just get that very very faint misting. It kind of comes over your face and speckles onto your cheeks and cools you from the hot, hot, blustering sun. And you see the Kamsian Strait stretches into the horizon in front of you as you start to break away from Bissat and turn more easterly, getting out towards the central portion of the strait. Uh, you see a few ships in the distance coming in and exchanging on the sides with you. But really, once you start to get out to the deep part of the strait, it drops out into open ocean very quickly and you find yourself riding this great blue horizon into the distance no i just have my parasol out and i'm admiring the water most of the people don't get in your way especially the people working um the two young boys that were working their eyes linger a little bit and uh, you kind of feel their gaze on you as you're a unique individual, but the rest of the crew seems very well seasoned with uh, handling unique travelers, and they don't pay much interest, and except for when the boys' gaze linger, and they give them a quick smack, and the boys get back to work. And you just enjoy the sun on your face, the cool mist kind of coming in, and watching the ocean out in front of you. Um, I'm going to make a constitution save with advantage for me, because you've been on the ocean before, but you are not a sailor by any means. 
you know, feel upset to your stomach or anything. It was really like a one or two would have made you seasick. Um, (laughs) You're you're totally fine having been out on the ocean before and the excitement for the journey is really the only butterflies you feel in your stomach. So you guys begin your travel session. Quite a bit of a ways to go. Travel session. All right. After a few days of travel, um, you know, not not too much interesting goes on. There, there's a few other passengers on board the ship. Digging, you had spotted them coming on. Uh, but the majority of them seemed either noble or educated individuals. Um, those that were heading up to Mitotona for official government business. Um, any conversations you all may have had with them briefly in passing, they were um, polite but private. They they didn't have anything too interesting to say. To them, uh, you know, one of them was a government official going up for an inspection of Fort Rowing to ensure that the you know that the fort is well maintained and to collect the official reports um, a couple of them were surveyors that um, were part of one of the druidic guilds that manages or that runs out of the luminary academy um, Penelope they have brief conversations with you about uh, the goings-ons of the academy but nothing really of note mostly small talk uh, their their intention is to head out into the wilderness of Katala on a bit of an expedition and Collect some information on some local plant life um, that they found interesting and just further studies and increasing their their knowledge of the world. But around the third day, you guys kind of have been following the coast. It's been at least on the horizon, occasionally dipping out of view off of the the port side of the ship, um, dipping out past the horizon and coming back in. Uh, On this fourth day, you swing wide to avoid a peninsula and start to take your journey back inward when someone up from the crow's nest hollers shipwreck ahead and the captain kind of pulls all hands on deck and everybody starts to slow down a bit um, the sails are brought to half mast so the ship kind of crawls closer up to the shipwreck Dickon remains from- in his room Unless he can hear that. Uh, make a perception check. It was pretty loud. I got a pretty good voice for that. Natural That's boy. A hot, hot <laughs> yes, you definitely heard it. Uh, you can hear him say that there's a shipwreck ahead. You can hear the commands of the crew and your ears kind of perk up. Well, what, your <laughs> sensor system for hearing things perks up. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Where am I? Um... Wherever you were at, um, probably having a bit of a a small talk a few days in. You know, you could be working in your room. Where would you like to be? Um, I was probably working in my room. Do I also hear what's going on? um, Well, if you don't hear that, David is knocking on your door. Penelope. 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 Yes, 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 yes. 
Is this like knock 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 a uh, penny from? from oh my god! <laughs> Until he, he, um, I realize that it's no no one's there. Yeah, at the sixteen, you hear it. Um, okay, they're right above you, and uh, you also for the sixteen here digging immediately start moving. You you've come to know that he's really not in motion unless something's going on, uh, so you immediately take note of the fact that he's moving and his door has opened. I head, then, I head towards my door, and um, I guess he's knocking as I, yep, and then... Penelope. And then Penelope. I, I, I Penelope. Diggin, oh. what's, what's going on? What's what's happening? Diggin does not know. We should go up. Are you sure? Shouldn't we stay Diggin back here? Diggin does not know. You can stay in room. Diggin will go up. No, He's I'm coming safe. with you. I, I grab the door handle from her. Do you dig in? We'll go and you can come. Okay. I'm coming. Sure. Be safe. Stand behind me. Fine, I'll stay dig behind in. you. Stand behind Dig in. Damn it. <laughs> this game is super hard. <laughs> <laughs> just put a post it note on your, win on your monitor. This is... It just says no me. <laughs> no me. No pronouns. No nothing. Remember, Hello, dig in. No, no me. No me. <laughs> Yeah, no me. So you both head out to the deck, and uh, the ship, the ship's crew, is working pretty pretty diligently. They're all focused on their jobs. Uh, the two young lads are a little excited and kind of looking over, and most people are busy enough that they're just ignoring them. They're letting the boys kind of enjoy the sights a little bit and see what's out ahead. Um, and off of the the starboard side, the right hand side, when facing the front of the ship. There is a you're coming up kind of about 40 or 30 degrees off the the four starboard side as the shipwreck just kind of floating uh, half sunk. And you can see a mast kind of sticking out of the water a little bit. And any notable flag or anything? There's Colors? not any notable like, well, the the canvas of the the sails, but they appear torn and damaged. You don't see any. In this distance, especially without any sort of telescopic vision, you don't see any any flag or markers. Um, make a perception check for me, though, as you guys start to get a little bit closer. Wait, do I get advantage on these until I fail? Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to do that. Hold on. I'll just roll another one. <laughs> I got a 15 and a 15. <laughs> 15 sounds good. Um, so with a 15, you, you spot something kind of Going like this on the edge of the shipwreck, like waving at you guys a little bit. Mm. And there's Person? a bit of like cloth attached to it. But it looks like a flag kind of being waved back and forth. And then you hear the crew start talking. So it looks like someone's on it. Yeah, it's recent. They may still be alive. The captain kind of starts to make his way down. And he looks to the men and he's like, "All right, I need volunteers. Who's gonna head over? Need a couple of folks on a longboat to go take a look." And all the men kind of like shy away from it a little bit. Captain's like, "Look, the the you know the attacks are are well blown out of proportion. It's not something to worry about. And plus, we got the cannons trained on you. Should you need any help, you know, you just." turn around and if anybody jumps out you just turn right back and we'll rain fire on them 
was that the captain asking the boat? He's asking the crew mostly. But, but um, did he address it like enough vaguely? The group. To... It's very vague and out to like kind of. The Would region. Diggin be close enough <laughs> to yes. that group? Yeah, you're like standing right out there on the deck. I'm not answering. Okay. Just, I'm just like looking up at Diggin. This is the the immediate Waiting thing that Diggin. went through my mind. Is it, just he'll turn to the captain. And, Diggin will go. Oh. Hi, captain. Uh, and he just gets on a vessel. Oh. Well, I know he's very capable, but that's that's quite helpful. Miss, are you interested? There's usually there's some signs of attack over there that you know might be interesting. There's people. What we've heard the rumor of is there's folk after some of the artifacts that are coming out of the jungle, and I'm sure that if there's anything left over there to salvage, it might be of use to you. Well, yes, I think I will. I don't want to. Uh... Leave Diggin alone, and I think I will protect him. I, I tell you, uh, a lady of your pedigree from the Academy could have no problem with these bandits that have been making their way around the seas here. Do I hear their Very conversation? Very confident of you. Yeah, you do hear their conversation. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen lads like them take these folk out. I, I wouldn't be too worried. They're just... They're just poor brigands lost in their ways, trying to make a few gold coin to make ends meet. But, you know, there's there's honest work. And if they want to be honest sailors, I'd hire them. But here they are raiding the seas. So we sink them. Um, looks like those folks, though, tried and failed. Uh, however, he kind of looks around at the crew and a couple of the men have finally stepped up. He's like, all right, you two, Ulrich and yep, Baron, both of you jump on and why don't you sail these fine folks over there and you four you take a quick look and we'll be here waiting for you. And if uh you give the signal and he kind of tosses this tube shape to you, digging, and there's a, a string hanging down, he's like, you point that at the sky and pull it, and it'll fire off and if you <laughs> all right. That went about as expected. I should have should have thought twice. Okay, let's get another signal flare and uh why don't you hand it to the mist there? And this one, they walk it up to Penelope and they hand it to you. Like, if you if you have the tube and you point it up and you pull the string like that, it take just just toss the 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 waist over the edge there. Yeah. When you pull it, it's a signal flare, miss. It'll let us know that you're under attack and making your way back. So don't pull that until you are clear of the vessel. If you're being attacked and don't want to deal with them and we will just rain down hellfire on that ship and you'll be safe how are you sure you won't uh hit us as well we have some some very good men on these cannons they'll they'll keep you safe and okay. and then you hear from the underneath the deck and women you look and one of the half orcs <laughs> that you had seen moving around down there they start laughing as well yes i'm beside myself some of our some of our half orc sailors, they are very fine women indeed, and they don't miss shots, so you'll be quite safe. Hey, I trust the women. You should. They can take the wings off a fly at 200 yards. So, you hop into the vessel and begin to sail over to the shipwreck, and they, they swing you, the two men staring, swing you very wide and kind of pull you around to the back of it. The the front half that you saw, like the waving flag and kind of looked like a 
looked almost like an arm from the distance, someone waving at you. Um, they swing wide around that because the belly of the ship is almost fully out of the water and they need to come back around to the other side so you guys can actually get access. And this is what you see. Um, the four of you are kind of in a ship right here is where I've got the group of you. I'm going to... Lined up. Is this a, like, a small, uh, like, uh, raft? Or is it an actual ship? This is an actual ship. This is a two-masted vessel that you're coming up on the shipwreck. Um, looks like a trading schooner. No, I meant what we are on. What you're on? Yeah, imagine a raft. You know, not a a recovery raft. raft. A a longboat, yeah. Okay. Something that can hold a few people. And it's oar-driven? Yep. Okay. And when you guys get kind of close like this to the... uh, to the ropes and stuff. They stop kind of rowing as much. I'll be they kind of it bow gets a little of the, bit the raft. Them. Yeah, bow of the raft looking out and just yelling, Hello, anyone out there? Hello, anyone out there? So this is a gridless map. That's right. I was having issues because the scale's off a little bit. So just okay. remember that when we move around, it's gridless. Does it actually go by? Yeah, we're good. Yep, and still take five foot steps. So you're up on the bow, two in the middle, and then uh, Pippi, you can either be up on the bow with him or behind them. Um, but these these two fellas here are just rowing the ship. And they're in the center. Can, can I perceive to see if I see anybody? Yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check. You can see. Do I have advantage? Floating, you still do. And you can see a couple bodies floating around still. 18 in total. Um. Uh, there is one body floating right here, another one floating over here. With an 18, you do spot what you thought was the flag here up beyond that mast. Um, and it is this bloated carcass that's been out in the sun for a day. Um, does not look very good, but someone had a piece of, piece of cloth in their grip. And literally, it's the rocking of the waves that's sending the bloated arm kind of just back and forth. Yummy. As, as it waves. Uh, hey, Diggin. I don't, I don't like this very much. This isn't looking good. You don't like what very much, Penelope? This situation. Well, yes. It is unfortunate, but... We are here to look for survivors. Should we get a little bit closer? I think we can get maybe 15, 20 feet in. Can you take Diggin to one of those bodies? Oh, yeah. Sure. Which one? If you click and hold, mm. you can ping. I think you said there was one over here somewhere. Click and mm-hmm. hold. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Somewhere yeah, over there. Like that. Starts to sail you over or row you over this way. And then go ahead and make another perception check for me with advantage. 14. You spot two more bodies below the water here and here, very close to you. Two more bodies sunken? Sunken a little bit further down. They they seem to be kind of weighed down a little bit more under under objects. Do I see them as well? 
Um, yeah, from the back of the ship. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. There are more bodies below us. And you have advantage as well, Penelope. Ooh. Penelope with a 25. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you notice that the bodies here, here, and the one you can see here are all floating in their respective places. Um, but you also know that marine life during these stages of decomposition would just be up here going to town, having a feast. And there is nothing around them. And with that perception as well, you notice the very faint shimmering beneath the waves as the eye sockets light up this sickly green color. And the creature's kind of heads like barely rotate and look up at you. And you um, get to see them start moving. So you will not be surprised. And I need everybody to roll see. initiative. Yay! Combat with again! <laughs> Jeez! Sorry. Is this a, a check? Do we get advantage on this? You do not get advantage on initiative, though, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I don't like this. Diggin loves this. <laughs> I like this one a lot for some reason. It's creepy. These weird things begin to happen. This is not one we use on stream. I just have the basic set loaded up, so you see these zombies begin to move. Okay. Holy mother of dice. Um <laughs> the two NPCs will participate in battle with you, but Penelope, you are first. Uh, open up some vision. I forgot I have the fog of war thing. Let me open up a little more since you guys are closer now. You can see more of the ship. Nice. Yeah, that and works you can super see well. like five feet below the water on those first two um, here and here. They are starting to move up to you now. Um, to attack. Yep, they are starting to make their way up to. Okay. So you, um, yeah, they're definitely aggressive and coming at you. I, t I scream to the ship hand. Should I pull the flare? Should I send the flare? Should I send the message? No, no, they'll start shooting. They think we're away if you pull the flare. Oh no! Okay, okay. Uh, so these ones are. I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, the minus five feet on them. They're underneath below. the water five, yep. five feet. But you still have distance on them. You're not in like melee range or anything. I think I'm gonna start off with my first firebolt. Bolt. Firebolt. firebolt. Get him. How do I? How do I do that fancy ping? So click and hold. hold left click. You can just click and hold. Um. So tell oh, me about that magic. one that you're clicking and holding on. The one that you targeted there. What is something unique about him? What's he got going on that's weird? He's a zombie. As a zombie. Green glowing eyes. Yeah. Does he have like a strange hat on? Is he missing some fingers? I was gonna say he's missing an eye, but you said they're glowing, so. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, he's <laughs> missing an eye socket. All right, the zombie with the missing eye. Shooting through the water. 
That's magical fire. It works. You and you're a little bit of a as the water lights on fire or like heats up and steam kind of rips off and you slam into that fella for eight points of damage. Anything else for Penelope? You are okay. in a longboat. Um, let me kind of draw you a little square so you can see the representation of it. Um, we're going to say it's a rescue longboat, so it's about that long if you want All to right. maneuver yourself a little bit. Um, anything within that square is considered on flat surface. And then this water here where you can see the railing of the deck underneath, it's difficult terrain, but then as soon as you get up onto the actual deck, it's standard terrain. Um, I think that's it. I'm trying to see. I don't think... So that's an you action. I don't have a bonus move. action. Yep. And if you I can move, still move does without he get... provoking. Okay. No, yeah, they're minus five. five feet below the water. I'm going to move back a little bit, and that's it. Okay. Sounds good. Um, this pirate bow's in. Let's go ahead and update him. You are the pirate bosun with red hair. So the red-haired bosun kind of looks over and goes, "Up, oh, where is it now?" And he, let's see, what is he gonna do? That was itchy. He's going to ready an action. He has a chain with a hook on it and just starts swinging this hook chain. And as soon as the um, zombie kind of makes his way up, he's going to swing out at it. All right. The one that was kind of going like this and waving and is all bloated. You see that corpse stand up, take almost its entire, like just barely shambles up to its feet and you can see all the pockets of gas and bile just kind of sloshing around on this distended stomach and body and it kind of waves and barely stands up with the ship and just kind of and looks in your direction and begins to start moving that can only move a little bit this turn five feet digging you are up Hmm. Uh, Diggin will look back to everyone here and uh, reach underneath the the kind of like extended portion to his, his like leather coat almost. It's like a long tail, like a duck tail to the coat. And he'll reach behind and grab both daggers and kind of spin them up. Diggin is ready to fight. And then... Hmm... I want to, I'm going to move one over to, mm, let's see, I don't want to get in the water because digging is 300 pounds of metal and we'll sink. <laughs> um, I will bonus action hide if I can while moving over to the other side of the boat. Okay, there's enough of a lip that gives you um, half cover, so you can duck down behind it and hide. Perfect. And there is my stealth. Oop, okay, just kidding, it's 10. You have advantage until you fail Ooh, a roll. That's a sleight of hand, but we'll use the 20, and I click stealth by accident, so yep. we'll use 13 plus, 13 7, plus 7, 20. 20 What's failing 30, a roll? 
you if don't I, succeed. I'll tell you if you fail a roll. Okay, yep. okay. Yeah, you, you, you just don't. don't hit the the DC or AC, whatever. Uh, is it? Would it be attack? We get advantage on attacks too. Or is it just skill check. It's important that I make sure this this yeah, verbiage yeah. is correct. What if I said no? I didn't want to go on this adventure. And <laughs> stayed back on the ship. Could have us. <laughs> Things would have just been a little Dickon different. Would have been alone. Lol. <laughs> All rolls made by the character at advantage until they fail a roll, including attack checks. You might want to reconsider that. Yep. Might want to re skill want to reword yep. that a little bit. Uh, skill <laughs> checks. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of broken. It's a little busted. So skill um, that checks, is, not saves. That is going to be skill checks. Yeah, I, yeah. I think skill checks are great. Oh, that's going to be advantage on all skill checks. So, okay. And I would say until anyway. you fail a skill check, that's the yeah, that's the yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Because cool. it's a lot of skill checks on party based travel. Like everybody's doing a lot of skill checks. Right. That that makes sense. But an attack check while we're traveling, yeah, attack rolls are yeah, kind of broken. Not, not, not so much. Just a little busty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so I'll you? be I'll be hidden and I'll ready my attack action for anything that tries to come on board. Okay. Next up, then, when you see the other side of the ship, now that they've heard the scuffle and things started to move, as they begin to stand, uh, it takes most of their movement to stand or swim to the surface. This fella here manages to get swum, swam up all the way to the surface. And then this fella. Okay. The one really close gets up to the edge, and you see a wet, slimy hand reach up over the edge of the bolt, the bulkhead of this little ship, and kind of pull itself up, and it makes its way in, but it is climbing when Diggin sees it. Diggin, you may attack from stealth. Add advantage, then? Add advantage, yep. That is a crit. Ooh, buddy. All right. Um, so that so is... roll your damage dice, and then roll, or then we add your maximum. And then I have sneak attack. Yep. So it's 14 damage there, plus 12, plus 3. He's funky. So 29 total damage. <laughs> <laughs> Level yes. three. <laughs> yes, protect yeah, there's, me. There's a massive crits on a fucking level three rogue, right? Yeah. yeah. And you see him kind of make his way up, get his head over, and then just dig in in a flash with one knife, um, hits the spine, and the creature is immediately and falls over and just sinks back beneath the waves. Yeah, I guess this would be Penelope's first time seeing digging. And I guess in that moment for you, Penelope, Diggin, the moment he pulls out daggers, goes into like this whole different stance and like immediately goes dead silent and like sneaks into that corner. And I would say in that very quick moment of something coming up, you just see a blur and it's dead. Oh my God. It's a very okay. different Diggin that you've been around your entire life. You've known this. Calm, slightly inquisitive creature. And, and is this whole situation like you. new for me? Like, is it? 
have you ever had to defend yourself before? Do you feel I like don't think so? I feel like crap? I just left home, right? Went to school. Well, we've been you've been at school for a while. Did you go through like defense training or like dark yeah, so arts training? That would that'd make a lot of <laughs> sense. Yeah, but it would, it it's not like real. Combat courses. Yeah, you've, this you've would be my first now. time, really. Okay. Yeah. So you're either excited. Well, I don't want to drive your character, but I would say no, no, it's fine. excited, scared, or otherwise would be the choices that I would look at. Is like, how do you react to all this? So, right, it's essentially like. I've trained for this, but I've never seen this in real life. Oh my God, what's happening? Um, yeah, sure. Make a constitution save at advantage. You just watched a undead creature. You've, you've probably seen an undead creature captured and being studied and seen it from behind safety, but you just Oof. watched Oof. something. Oh, you lose your advantage on skill checks. Okay. Now, this is the... it her or everyone? Her. Okay. You so it's like almost inspiration the first time. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's an ongoing inspiration. I'm essentially horrified at what's going on. Yeah. You you feel sick to your stomach whether you throw up or not that's on you. Um but <laughs> this is the first time you've ever seen something die in front of you. Not only that was it was undead and on top of that yes, your <laughs> calm casual friend Diggin who's always kind of been there as a big brother protector that you knew was a silent strong type violently lashed out and with surgical precision just eviscerated <laughs> this creature in front of you yeah i'm a little bit of a mess and right now how you respond to that is up to you but you have definitely failed your constitution save and your stomach is very upset i think i just start crying you hear <laughs> weeping from the back of the boat and what's happening why why is this happening <laughs> The red-haired bosun kind of looks back as you're getting upset. It's like, don't worry, miss. It'll be fine. We'll get out of here. As the other creature crawls up the side towards him, and he, with the hook, kind of slams it into the creature. Uh, let's I, see here. I just turned my face away. I was like, I can't look at this. Seems a hit. It's damage. You see the hook. You hear this sickening as it slams into the back of this creature, and it needs to make a saving throw, which it passes, so it does not get stuck and grappled. And the hook, you hear it slam into the meat of the creature, and it kind of rips loose, and you hear the flesh tearing. Um, and it makes its way up, makes its way up on the boat, but it is focused on the bosun in front of it. It's not focused on you. Zombies, why did and it have to be zombies? And it reaches out and slams into the bows, and you hear a sickening boom as the bosun goes, <coughs> gets the breath knocked out of him, kind of staggers back up. He's like, All right, here you go. And this is the one with the missing eye. And the second bosun, now kind of seeing his friend getting hit, um, pulls out a hammer from his belt and just very quickly smacks on the creature's head. Or 24 to hit. Wow. Nice. Wow. Lamming these boys. That is Gives a me a little seven, more courage. Seven points of damage. We need to make a constitution save. Okay. You hear my rat puff is under my hat, by the way. That's where he stays. 
He chills when he his name is Puff. Puff, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you hear a very sickening like as this hammer just smashes into the zombie's head, and it sloppily falls into the waves and just kind of sinks beneath on the off of the side it came up. That's the bosun's turn. One of them steps up next to you, digging, and then this one steps back to kind of help guard Pippi from the other side. And this one makes its way up. It's going to crawl up onto the ship and attack the bosun in front of it. Ooh, what a critical hit. But only does eight points of damage though, because it rolled a one, so it only gets eight points of damage. Digging, you hear this really sickening thump as the zombie finds contact on this bosun who hadn't been hit before. What does this fire bosun look like? The other one's got red hair. What's special about this guy? Who are you asking? Digging, the one who's standing next to him. I'll make sure to qualify um, that next So then this bosun has extremely nice clothes on. Like, I'm talking, like, super to the brimmed out tee, fancy pants. Uh, totally not dressed for the occasion of fighting. Okay, so it's retconning the accent here. The zombie slams in, and you hear it as the fabric tears off this wonderful, like, crevassed shirt. <laughs> and he looks down, how dare you? One god, fiend! Yes. Back up to Pippi, your turn. So I'm kind of, I kind of giving myself pep, pep talk. Pippi, you've trained for this. You could do this. This is our time. Now's the time to do it. And I will cast first time. No, I won't. I will cast Firebolt again. Okay. Firebolt at which target? The fancy one. Okay. Oh, sorry. The the bosun, the pirate bosun, is the fancy one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Got this yeah, one. Our, you can tell me what's up with this one. What's special about allies. this zombie? Fancy. Oh no. What's special about this zombie? Um, Got stringy hair, maybe. Stringy hair, but also, um, kind of wearing like a captain's jacket. All right. Stringy hair captain. I'll give you something else interesting about this zombie. Um, the other one, the other two that first came up looked old and decrepit, and the skin was kind of falling off. This zombie's got this stringy hair, but it looks like the pieces that are missing are recently removed, and the skin is not that terrible color. And more importantly, the eyes are still in the skull, but they're now glazed over with this kind of green sickly glow coming out of them but a 13 does hit so the firebolt just smacks into him singes off a little bit of the very wet captain's vestments that are on this creature anything else for pippy no all right the red-haired pirate boson stands up and goes and looks back and goes yeah that's how you do it get in there and swings the hook and just Slams into the zombie and will actually go ahead and step to the side just a little bit to give himself advantage. 
Let's do that. And the advantage help because it was a one or an 11. So we're going to go with that. Win. It's at four. Five points of damage. Needs to make a. Save. This time it fails. Okay, this time you hear the hook sink in hard into like bone and meat. And he kind of yanks down on the creature, and the zombie is now considered grappled. He's actually got it tied up pretty well. Okay. It's restrained. Where's my grapple? Why did it. Oh, shoot. I must not have the right thing turned on because it's not the same effects list. What is a pain in the butt? Um, just put restrained on there. That's good enough. Digging this zombie moves very slowly. Just getting closer to the boat. And you can see bits of the skin are stretched incredibly thin, almost translucent. And it seems to kind of be rippling a little more as it gets closer to you. As just tons of liquid and gases are built up inside of this particular zombie. You're up, digging. Um, I will use a free action to tell everyone on the boat. Um, we should get moving. This is unsafe. And then I will take a step. <clears throat> and... Okay. I will lunge out at this guy. Um, I have advantage so, on that because he's restrained. Is that what that the, is? He's grappled, so you have advantage from the grapple. Just so you know, the way rogues work in Ciorion's flanking rules, remember how it's like kind of like pack tactics? If someone is yep. flanking, provides plus two to hit for everybody. If, for example, if this person was not to be giving you advantage from grapple, you would get sneak attack because it would because it's in a flanked situation i would also get, so still get your, an ally is get, next to it yeah so you get that but instead of rolling with advantage you get plus two just like if it's flanking so if anything was to say if, if anything from the, the way that flanking rule works is it never replaces rules as written yep. for what grants you a sneak attack mm. see what i mean yeah, yeah it makes sense but the so you, the you flanking get the plus two rule for me to get it, they either have to be flanked themselves, or I would have to be flanked with another person. Yeah, well, like, they, since I'm not flanking them te technically, I wouldn't get that plus two. Is that what you're? But I am getting the no, plus two. It, so if um, if you think to how Neon works in our game, if if a creature's being flanked, um, when she's attacking from range, she doesn't have to be up in melee there, and she gets the the sneak attack attack on it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas so a sneak attack here, is is any ally within range. In melee combat yeah. with that, I get that, or if I get advantage on the attack, Correct. that's when I so, get sneak attack. But like the flanking rule, since I'm not directly flanking with someone else, I wouldn't get the bonus, right? You get the plus two because the creature is flanked. It's like a swarm. Yeah, so they're, they're helping it. me fight it off yeah, as well, but it's not an advantage. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you have advantage because it's grappled, but you also get plus two or plus four because there's two allies or within five feet of the creature. Okay, so then I yep. that's 20. twenty total to hit. Yep, and then I have damage. 
and since they're there and I have my turn back, it's a new round, I do get sneak attack. Yep. So 10 points of damage. So let's see, 10 total for a 15. And then if I'm dual wielding daggers without the actual dual wielding feat, do I get an offhand attack? I just can't use the proficiency bonus? Yes, offhand attack, no proficiency bonus. Can, is that a different type of roll? I don't believe it's pre-built into the system. I think you have to like modify one of your rolls. Okay, so I'll do D20. I don't get any advantage on it too. But I, I do get to add my dex mod to it, right? I just can't add the proficiency or I don't know how offhand works. Oh. Double checking really quick. And attack maybe. Okay, so I don't include ability score modifier to the attack's yep. damage. You just get the straight damage of the weapon. What are you doing okay. with that additional attack, though? Well, if it's gone, I, I want to attack it. Okay, sounds good. So I, I just want to get that ironed out for rule. I might have to make a new yep. roll for that, because I, I want to make sure I have that down. Oh, so that's a bonus action. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Do not include your ability score model. Yeah, no, that's it for me. Okay. So what the is zombies? Oh, it's versatile. Without the damage. Gotcha. No, it's it's the versatile second roll. So if you had a longsword, it would be the other roll to it. But daggers don't have that. Oh, that might be ranged. That's what it was. It might be the ranged attack for that. All right, the pirate with the fancy clues looks up to you guys and can you believe the audacity of these ones? Ruining a fine shirt such as this. I, I believe I've got the solution for them. All right. He grabs a net from the bottom of the boat and throws it out at one of the creatures. For a 24 to hit. All right. You watch as he kind of hucks this at the one over here, the big one that's kind of lumbering. That one looks to be the worst of them, so yeah, he can be tangled up in this here net. And uh, it, uh, yeah, it is. Yep, it is restrained. So you see that creature, the big fat one, kind of get tangled up, its arms and legs get stuck. And it's just out there going, trying to pull the net off and get closer. But it is restrained and can't move. Pippi, back to you. And there are three zombies who are kind of swim floating through the water towards you. They're not very effective at swimming, but they're making their way towards you guys slowly. Do I use the flare now? No, don't, don't shoot the boats. Don't do it. They said they could shoot the wings off flies. If we paddle, maybe, maybe shoot one of them with the flare. I don't know. Can we try? Can I respond? What do you do? (laughs) You can respond, yeah. We need to move the boat. Before the flare? Before the flare goes off. 
Okay, okay. You can also shoot one and see what happens. I think everyone's they got good shots. If you, if you <laughs> I don't know. That's it, though. That's enough conversation for a free action. Sorry. So what okay. would you like to do, Penelope? Um, so I will do, I will open up my book and ruffle through, and it's magic missile time on one nice. bolt per each on these three. One, two, okay. three. Fun thing about magic missiles, you don't have to roll to hit. You just get to roll damage. They just get so I need a D4 down oh. the line. Two damage to the first one. Oh, I get I roll it each time. Yeah, so don't if you double click it again and it asks you, don't um take the spell off this time. It'll say, Do you want to use a spell slot? Say no. Got it. Because when you use it the first time, it'll take that spell slot, but then you just want to do nice. damage. Ooh, there you go. Five damage to the second one. And three damage to the third one. Pull up the book and um, break it off. How does it look when Penelope channels through her book? Remember, you get to use that as a spell casting focus. You don't have to like have a wand out or anything. It's very much like... Um... Oh, scholar in Final Fantasy. I open up the book in one hand and I use my other hand to cast. But I okay. have the book out in front of sure. me. Sure. You watch as Penelope flips the book out with one hand, pulls the magic forth from the book, and then sends it out with the other hand to aim it. And all three bolts just Perfect. rip up and just and slam into each of the zombies. Anything else for Penelope? That's it. All right. The bosun with the red hair uh, kind of steps up to the edge here, leans over and looks back to digging and says, Grab my belt, quick! Um. You can take a free action to grab his belt. I'll allow this. <laughs> okay. Like a, kind of a combined thing. And he like takes that hook and just like Slams it out as far as he can. He's going to try to like make an attack with a disadvantage, kind of leaning over the edge here. First one's a 13. Second one is a 7. Oh. So the hook just goes and splashes into the water and he pulls the chain back up. He's like, ah, it's worth a shot. Um, this zombie is attempting to get out of the net. And. does it takes its full action and just kind of tears at the net and eventually pulls everything off and uh it's free as of the next turn digging what would you like to do um does it require two people to row this or can dig can dig and start to row both you can definitely start to row both if you'd like to um you, it, it's a big ship uh, it's a larger longboat so you can like reach out with both arms and really try to row it but it's going to be an athletics check at disadvantage to actually get any propulsion but since you currently have advantage you can just roll it straight okay yeah uh diggin would like to start rowing the boat backwards for a straight athletics check Ooh, 22 Ooh. hell yeah you get 
you get a full like 20 feet of movement as the group of you. Let's see if I can get you all selected here. And you're like off the map and you like, you dig in. Uh. I'm going to have to fucking not do that. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I dig in. Okay, you you bear down and <laughs> row very hard and get yourself um, a full 20 feet of movement back. Pippi, you're kind of off the screen when this happens, but... That's fine. You're, you're still with the group. So that would be... Could, could I use a bonus action to light flare? <laughs> <laughs> I toss it to him. Um, well, tossing it to me would be out of it, but she has to I... toss it to you. She's got to toss it to you. you. Can you can holler at her? I have it, right? Yeah. Then I will. I will then say to Penelope, "We should light the flare now." And I toss. And then it to him. I will. I will you toss take... it to him. Make a uh, make a to... dexterity check as he oh, kind of just no. lob it towards him. I'm taking a dexterity check. She is as she's lobbing it towards you in a state of panic. Is that the one up top? Yep. You just hit left the side. left side. Oh a no! A moment of great stress. <laughs> <laughs> the flare. Doing into the water in front of you. Um. Yeah. Let's see if uh, Mr. Bose in here can react quick enough. Um, I'll have you dig in. There's a guy right here up on the bow of the ship. <laughs> Roll a d20 for his dexterity check as he dives over and attempts to get it. <laughs> oh no. With his dexterity bonus of plus two, he makes the 14 check. And you can oh, see that he's got, the, he's got the toes on the edge of the, the <laughs> boat and the one hand up holding the flare as he's face down in the water and he's like <laughs> trying to get himself back up. Um, but he has the flare and fancy clothes Bozen is at the end of the round. Can I bonus action grab him just to secure him? I won't pull him, but I just want to make sure. Yeah. And you can quickly just okay. snag an ankle so he's not going to fall into the water. That'll, that'll be my turn. These zombies, though, are working their way through the difficult terrain for them of the nets. So this one can actually get up to the side here and we'll make an attack against Diggin. Kind of gets up onto the side and sends one arm slamming over the edge of it. 13 to hit. Miss. Okay. And the final one gets up. He gets all caught up on the difficult terrain of that net there for him and can't do it. Fancy clothes Bozen leans back and kind of... I got it. I got it. Uh, oh, Jesus. They're right here. Real quicker, boys. And here. <clears throat> lights the flare and it goes shoots off into the sky. And uh, he takes a step back and grabs the other oar and he will aid you digging in rowing nice. next turn. Hippy, you are up. You have line of sight to those three zombies kind of right at the front. What would you like to do? Um, you can also see the really fat one. 
he's he's good. He's 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 grappled, right? Or he's still netted? No, or? he's free he's now. Not on net. He's free now. Yeah. Okay. Is that big bad? Sorry. He just he's big and fat. When okay. you guys have seen him, but it's I up will to you. Firebolt the closest one over here. Okay. Sounds good. It's OP cantrip. Firebolt's a solid cantrip. Yep. And it keeps getting better. Ooh, nice little rocker. Ooh. Yep. The firebolt, as he's like kind of, that's the one that swung at Diggin. Um, he gets his arm up, and you very quickly react and send a firebolt out from the book. And it <laughs> crashes into the side of him and kind of sets him on fire a little bit. Just quickly, uh, Christina, did you want to roll uh, the damage separately, or do you like it rolling automatically? I like separate. How do I do that? Okay, so if you go to your actions tab and you actually right. click on the ability, or if you go to your spell book, oh, okay. The you name can of click the on the name, it'll expand it, and the roll is just a d20. Got it, okay. The Or, or sorry, the roll attack is, is whatever the thing it is. The attack will add the modifier. The damage is just the damage. So you can do that for anything along the way Sweet. so just okay. click the name that's of that better. click attack roll and then you can roll the damage separately because that's that's something that i didn't know about for the longest time okay anything else for pippi penelope no. right okay the zombie burster back on his turn as he steps forward a little bit you hear in the distance hits this zombie and you see immediately this explosion of viscera as the entire ship goes and rocks and you see bile and caustic acid explode out of this zombie as it blows up on the side of the ship and blasts not the cannonball the cannonball kind of hit him in the top of the deck but the resulting secondary explosion Kind of rocks the entire vessel and it begins to rapidly sink beneath the waves. Nice. Diggin, you are up. Um, Diggin will take the bonus action disengage and start to row. <laughs> All right. You will not provoke an attack of opportunity rowing away, so you don't have to worry about that, but good call either way. And you do not need to make an athletics check with the aid of another. The two of you just lean in and start rowing away. And you begin to quickly maneuver away from the vessel as the cannonballs start crashing into the waves around you. One of them crushes two of these zombies as it hits them. And you kind of feel in the back of your mind the cheering of some half-orcs on a ship somewhere as they're lining up precise shots on creatures 150, 200 yards away. Yeah. And you guys successfully sail or row yourselves away. I was going to jump on the boat, FYI, but then I realized I'm just a hunk of metal. <laughs> <laughs> and that probably wouldn't bode well for someone who doesn't know if they can swim or not. You guys do manage to row away as you see the remainder of the ship fall underneath the waves. Which, ooh, actually. We have the song beneath the waves. Let's see what it sounds like. As it sinks down beneath the waves, and you look to see the one body left on the vessel. 
the one that you had killed, the one in his captain's garb, kind of looking fancy with the stringy hair, is dead on the, the little long ship with you. The one that actually looked like a fairly fresh body. And the bosons kind of look down on that and they're like, should we, should we throw it overboard? It might start to stink. No. And I'll, I'll just... No? I'll dig into it and kind of like uh, put my daggers away. Uh, actually, no. The Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take one dagger and just bop it right through the skull. Just bleh, and then put it away. And uh, Diggin will just start like reaching and, and pulling on things and like picking up the, the thing's arm and maybe like off looking at it and examining it and then putting it down (laughs) Uh, I'd like to like open up its chest cavity and just like crack it all open and look and see if it's got a beating heart um yeah it does not have a beating heart Uh, let's see I know you've got these features so I don't want to like unnecessarily burden you with uh, skill checks let me double check I don't know if anything's defined necessarily, but there's some things there. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I read that properly. That's that doesn't have anything any bearing on it. Yeah, there, there's nothing um, that is giving me the insight to know this. Just curiosity driving. Make a all this stuff, and you didn't take proficiency in medicine. That's interesting. Did you not have the option? Uh, it's not something that I need. It's okay. something that I will get. Make a make a um, yeah sure make a make a medicine check then. Yeah, you're, it, you're unable uh, to determine like when it died, but you you definitely know where the heart is, and you mm-hmm. cut it open, and you the heart is not moving. None of the organs are active. I am messaging you right now. Um, yeah, but you continue to dig around through the body. Um, Can I pull out its heart or yeah. what's left of its heart and just examine it? Um, it's a still a fairly red, um, fleshy living person's heart. Doesn't look decomposed or greenish. Um, the skin color of this one seemed, uh, was it pallid, I believe is the term, and like it's starting to lose its color a little bit, but it was a this is much fresher than the other bodies. I'll uh, just set the heart down gently, but not like squishing it or anything, but like gently next to it and continue just ripping apart this corpse. You do notice um, as you're kind of digging through the body that there are... God, your thieves can't thing. I, I was almost relying on that a little bit. I just realized something because we had discussed this. 
there are bits of jewelry on this creature that are um in pairs over its body whether you do anything with that or not but yeah you continue to tear into the body um yeah i'll I'll, I'll fully investigate the jacket and everything it has on um but i want well, i thought I, you I were mean, just going straight to gutting <laughs> oh no it, it's gutting but i'll be kind of like uh if i find something while doing something i'll turn my focus to that and do that and inspect it but then go back into like getting so i plan on just taking this whole time back to the boat just <laughs> ripping apart this this undead creature thing to find out what happened and just okay. like take out it, it, its stomach and put it next to it and intestines and just like put it all out and on display but in like almost like scientific manner where it's like I'll take it out of the body and put it next to the body, but rearrange it like if it's in the body. Yeah. So uh, the other two begin to start rowing as this disgusting display continues. <laughs> um, Penelope, I'm not sure how you're handling it, but um, I'm horrified. Yeah, I am horrified. <laughs> investigation, you said. Uh, sorry, I need digging to make an investigation check. Oh. You're back there. Trying to hold on to your lunch. Um, you still have advantage, actually. Thirteen. Ooh. Actually, make it, advantage your medicine check for me too, because yeah. uh, that'll that'll tell me if you actually failed that or not. Thirteen medicine and thirteen investigation. Yeah, with the thirteen medicine, you did not fail to uh, to determine that it was uh, dead within the last um, forty-eight hours. So that Ooh. succeeded. Um, so your investigation check was also successful. Mm. Um, you do find um, a mark that's interesting to you inside of a gold pouch. It's on this creature's body. Um, you recognize the symbol as a, a calling card and a kind of a business card almost, but it's it's carried as an indicator um, for members of a underground Busat group. Um, you had you had some adjacency to them, but you didn't ever work for them. Okay. Are um, you giving a, me that, you, or do you want me to add a, it? Um, I'm, you can add it yourself, but it, it's a mark of the Ivory Phantoms. And they operated trading and selling artifacts in the Busat Underground. So you may have had parallel or adjacent work with them in the past while you were spending time doing some work down there down in Busat, but nothing directly for the group. You said that they traded artifacts in Busat? They operated in the Busat underground, yep, and traded in ancient and magical artifacts. And the symbol um, looks to most like um, kind of like a V shape that's sideways. It's actually two ivory tusks leaning to the side. I think that's off to one side. And it's kind of a V shape, but it's supposed to emulate two tusks. And then there's a wisp of smoke that winds between the two tusks, and that's the that's the symbol. But okay. I do know it's late for Christina especially. Um, I don't want to rob you guys of any more RP. There is plenty more in town, or I can summarize to where you guys will be for session one. In the interest are, of are, are we moving towards this location? Is session zero? Mitotona is session uh, one. 
Okay. Um, I'm, I'm kind of you know asking in your direction, Christina, of how how much longer you want to keep going because I know we spent. Um, like yeah, I'm a little sleepy. Discussing. Uh, so we can either we can do. Are you? I can do more tomorrow if you want. I can do more tomorrow. Works. Yeah. So a little bit after dinner would be good. But we can yeah, head like in and wrap up. Starting so either 10 or 11 my time. 11 your time would like, well, 1030 your time. Yeah, that's, that works. So I can usually I can usually wrap up dinner in about 30 minutes, run in, knock out another hour of RP, which would put you guys right up to session one. OK, yeah, that works. That works. So we'll end with you guys rowing back to the boat as Diggin methodically dissects this creature. And the other two are just kind of trying to hold on to their lunch too, and they're just kind of ignoring it and rowing, like side flipping. And Penelope's hanging off the back, kind of jock going, mm -hmm. I'll have goop on my hands, like find the trinket, put it in a pouch, and then just get back to it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll pick up there tomorrow since I know it's getting late. I don't want to keep you all night, Christina. So thank you very much for sticking with us and working through the vision stuff at the very beginning. That's really helpful for the game. No, thank you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, and that's actually going to look a lot nicer on stream, I think. I also realized I had all incredible. the sounds off. Oh, nice. And now it'll I'm also sad. be. Yeah, you missed all the music. I did. But it'll be. Music, so. We had awesome battle music. It was good. Yeah. It... <laughs> but it'll it'll be nice on the vision for all of us too, because it'll keep us clumped until we get to that portion. I think that'll keep pace. Yeah. Because we won't I think lose we're transition to that on Sunday game too. I think it, it it would be smart. Yeah. So you guys won't just be like sprinting away on Sunday games for battle yeah. maps. But sweet. All right. Like when Magnus we'll just triggers up. everything. <laughs> it only happened. It only happened once. You guys actually haven't been out in in an open yeah, map in a while. We haven't had a map in a while. Well, no, so. we we had quite a few. But, but you had um, it's Magnus you... and you're cool now that just go off and lead and fight everything. So, alrighty, guys. Well, I will catch you all tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.